Hello, everybody, and welcome to the first Crapperoni and Cheese podcast, your bi-monthly prescription of horrible movies. I'm joined by my two cousins, co-hosts, and co-creators, Reese and Amanda. Hi, I'm Reese, better known as Captain. I am a first-time author, and I am currently working on a autobiography called The Click. I am so excited to be able to be on this journey and steer this podcast. Oh, God. <laughs> hey, oh, Captain, I'm... my Captain. <laughs> hey, I'm Amanda. Uh, I just recently graduated college after 10 years. I am not a doctor. I'm not currently working on a book, but if I did, it would be called I Don't Know Why I Signed On for This. <laughs> that's That's awesome. Uh, I'm Caleb, your host this evening, and outside of this, I'm a commercial and portraits photographer who has more than dabbled in the dark arts that is horrible movies. So, guys, Wolf Cop, that's what we're starting out with, huh? Yes, indeed. It's a great film. It's yeah. an awesome film. I uh, I think it changed my life in many ways, and apparently many others, because it actually won the 2013 Cinecoupe film accelerator award i hope somebody calls in and tells you you said that wrong i imagine just emails us angrily in french that is acceptable i will (laughs) listen to it on repeat it'll be a fantastic moment but speaking of fantastic moments it was awarded a million dollars for its victory upon the troves of other horrible films (laughs) i was gonna say i just want to know what it beat out I, I imagine it was the original script for Schindler's List, the remake. <laughs> Spring, springtime for Hitler. Springtime for Hitler. I love We the might producers. have to look into that, you know, being this is a horrible movie podcast that we're doing. We'll have to contact the writer. <laughs> we need more material. But yeah, the movie, the main character, Lou Garou, is French. Well, originally it was based off of the French term for a werewolf. They're very clever. Yeah. For a million dollars. Credit, credit to the writer where it's due. I'm going to be giving him a lot of credit. <laughs> he needs some, trust me. So the credits were actually really amazing. I, I love the credits. They pretty much give the movie through the credits in the beginning. Yeah, it's very... Uh... Very American horror story, horror story style, like where oh, yeah. you just pick up the hints. Except they kind of just hit you over the head with it, even though you're like, "Is this what happened already?" Or yeah, I'll admit when I first watched it, I just kind of assumed it was a just general stock clips of werewolf cult. Doesn't have anything to do with the movie. Just you know, here's the movie's version of a werewolf. Just well thought out in my mind because. First time watchers are not going to, you know, expect that. That's oh, yeah. what I like that about it. So how about the uh, the standard waking up after being completely drunk introduction? Loved it. It reminds me of my own life. <laughs> with, the, the, with the naked woman in bed? Oh, well, maybe not so much, right? <laughs> <laughs> maybe not so much that. <laughs> but well it's definitely a good intro into his life because i mean as you see later on the alcohol bottles in every receptacle of this guy's life <laughs> like i have fish no tank. idea like who puts a bottle of beer in a fish tank with live fish in it who drives a sheriff's car to the bar while he's on duty 
Lou Garou does. I was going to say, we all live in small <laughs> towns, so I wouldn't be surprised if that happened more often. All right, so we talked a little bit about uh, his life, about how he is with the boobs, and the what I thought was a, a dead hooker. It was not. She was fine. I truly FYI. assumed she was dead. <laughs> yeah, I just thought, man, he is the worst sheriff ever. Yeah. But to be fair, uh, he would close that case quite quickly. <laughs> that would be a real easy solve for him. Yeah, it kind of helps him out a little bit, too, in the end, which is silly. But we'll we'll talk about that when we get to the end. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in due time, we'll ridiculous. cross that bridge. Yeah. That horrible bridge. So he leaves the house and gets in the sheriff's car. The montage kind of spoils a little bit as well. Uh, but, I mean, it's a movie called Wolf Cop, so you can expect a wolf when they're talking about the missing animals. Yeah, because when you see it later on, he's the the new wolf. So I guess maybe it's a foreshadowing, but it doesn't make sense in yeah, hindsight. He, he never ate animals. He uh, Yeah, he didn't have to. He did not have the the animalistic urge. Yeah, he well he did, but not for. Oh no no he he ate other things, but uh, <laughs> animals was not that. And donuts. And donuts. Beautiful yes, donuts. Special <laughs> donuts. The the liquor donuts thing that cracks me up because it's almost like it's a real thing, and they are sponsoring the hell out of this movie. Like it's on it's literally on everything. What it more may do you be want? another th- it may I be a wanna... thing in another country. I, I hope know. it is. I God, I hope is that's there a, a thing Canadian somewhere. Liquor and donuts chain? Uh, we've I've never even considered looking into that. I haven't either. Somebody needs to leave a comment about this. If anybody's listening. Yeah. Hit us up at our crapperoni and cheese email. When we tell you that. Down the road. At the end. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, no, the the montage was unique. Uh, especially, you can tell they had a lot of fun with it, though, because one of the animals missing was Nipples the cat. I was getting ready to ask, what happened with Nipples the cat? I don't know. I'm I'm saying justice for Nipples. Yeah, it's unknown. I think uh, we need shirts and flyers. Hashtag, yeah. Hashtag find nipples. Hashtag find nipples. <laughs> Where's my nipples? Have we drawn that out long enough? Do you think you think we ran that one under the ground yet? Nipples. Better. Thank you. There we go. So, Lou finally makes his way into work after listening to basically these radio DJs talking about the piggies, the piggies gang, and basically crap talking the entire police department. Well deserved. Which, yeah, it's legitimate. The, The police department is crap. I mean, you got one deputy that spends most of his day at the bar getting drunk the other one we don't really see what she does throughout the day must be a town of like 40 people because even where i live is small but there are still like you know 10 cops just not all at the same time but it's it's not canadian wolf cop small no (laughs) So he gets to the station and comes in late, smelling of alcohol, because, you know, he had to rinse out his mouth with a, was a, was it a bottle of whiskey, it looked like? I don't really remember. It's not fresh in the brain. I think it was some of that Kentucky whiskey. Yeah. I mean, the, uh, the Jim Dandies 
The Jim Dandy. Is it, is it number 12 something? Yeah, yeah. Jim Dandy's old number two. I think that comes in a little bit later. Actually, I think it comes in after this because uh, he sits at his desk. Yeah. And he opens it and there's another bottle. It's like he cannot function without some form of alcohol in his life. So he gets into the station and we meet Tina, the absolutely do everything right deputy, like the anti-Lou. Oh, and I must say, she is extremely gorgeous. Meh. Yeah, the one female in the group would say meh. But for most men out there, it looks good. I don't know, audience. Most men, the most men in the audience, is that accurate? <laughs> we'll, we'll be awaiting your response. So showing up to work late, the chief catches him, said he smelt him from the, from the parking lot, which to be fair, he might have. There was a lot of alcohol on this guy at that point in time, so that is possible. And he's called out to, I would say, my favorite character in this movie. He's a great character for what he was. I mean... He was hilarious. I like to call him Willie the Whack Job. He, next to Lou Guru, he has supreme acting. The character that is Lou Guru is horrible. Uh, he is about as bland as Harry Potter was. But the actor that was playing, portraying the character was pretty good, I thought. I mean, I think it was just, like you said, just the setting, just the, the characterization of the Oh, wait, Lou or Willie? Lou. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I mean, I think he was playing it the way it was supposed to be played. Like, I think they were. that was literally the direction he got. If we didn't mention before, this is a bad movie. Like, it was meant to be a comedy horror. So this is kind of one of those things that I think is actually bad, is the way that Lou is acting. Like, he's never scared or excited. Now, granted, he's drunk, but... He never has much of emotion. He has the emotional range of a gerbil. stale potato. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> gerbil, potato, moth. Who knows? I think a gerbil might give him more credit. Ger than yeah, gerbils might have some more personality <laughs> than Lou did. I do agree, and I have to I have to comment on Lou Grew not being scared. Whenever he was out in the forest. I could see him kind of dip, like change, like whenever he was with walking with the flashlight, and you could hear the, you know, what what we now know as second characters for some of the movies, the mystery cult. <laughs> yeah, the mystery cult. He was kind of more attentive and and alert, so I kind of have a little bit of a disagreement on that. Well, I feel like uh, in that regard. He was more um, saying scared lines. But at this point, I will have to agree. He had the emotional capability of a gerbil. Like, he really stepped it up. Like, later on, you mean? Or... <laughs> yeah, that, that would be whenever he was called out uh, the second time to Willie's to investigate. I, I feel like uh, that, that'll be a little bit later. Well, we'll, we'll touch mean... on that. Do you mean the second time, like, when he goes out into the woods and checks it out, or... Yeah. Because he only he, went to Willie's once, and then... He actually goes into the woods. Yeah, when Mr. Liver Cirrhosis goes and actually does work. Yes, yes. That poor liver. Well, I, I do believe there's at least some liver, so... Yeah, you know, I mean... Hooray for that. Enough to function. Slightly. Yeah. 
Barely, but not emote much more than slightly scared. <laughs> he should be scared for his liver. Oh, absolutely. If he could only see what was happening. It's acting aside, he was called to Willie the Whack Job. And uh, I think their dynamic works in a way. Keep in mind, throughout this entire thing, the, the, the cinematic quality is spot on. And it really shines later. But they have their aerial photos, or video, apologies. Perfect. One of the things that fascinates me about Willie is his fascination with video recorders and cameras. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he is, like, paranoid about everything, so that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he goes to see Willie. It's nothing, or so it seems. Bum, bum, bum. Ominous. So, and then he goes, what? I think he goes back to the bar, which, yes. like you do. Tries to drink away the day. Yeah. And then Actually, he gets... at that point in time, wasn't he on duty since he handles the nights? Yes, he was on duty because he was coming back from the bar when he actually has to go do police work and check something out because he was just going to pawn it off on poor Tina. Poor Tina. Oh, Tina. We love you, more or less. <laughs> yeah. Poor hot Tina. <laughs> there was a seemingly random scene where they introduced the mayoral contender who you would, you know, expect right. to have some sort of something. He's the new guy. He, he literally just had a blurb just to explain. His name is He's Terry the new guy. Wallace. Yeah, he, yeah, his name was Terry Wallace. What, what a character. Uh, about as... 2D, that's a pretty, it's a pretty two-dimensional character, but to be yeah. fair, he is like the uh, the only pure soul there at that point in time, I believe. Oh, he's only in the movie for like four minutes. And then two more. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't think he was in the bar that long. No, no, no. But there was, however, the gang leader, which was his official build name, played by Jesse Moss, who... Tucker and Dale versus Evil fans would recognize as the Kentucky Fried College Kid. I feel like he could have done better than uh, what the script was offering him, but I digress because he slams a knife into a pen that the mayor was handing out, and that actually comes up later. It, it, it comes up as a spoiler and hits you right in the face, and you don't realize it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just right. I was going to say, because we had to rewind that. Because I never noticed it, but you saw it. Yeah, no, uh, I definitely did not see it the original time. Uh, and then I started thinking, why did they zoom in? Okay, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. We'll, we'll get to that. One thing at a time. So, at about this point, did he go back to the station before he was called out again? He went back to the station because he was after the bar because he was going to just not go out to this call. Because Tina's just coming in. So Chief is like, nah, bro, you're taking this one. Oh, yes. Actually, do your job. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So he makes his way to the woods where those darn kids were listening to their heavy metal. And things things get a little different at that point. The, the movie takes a completely expected twist. Things get very different at that point. Yeah, I imagine if you've never seen it, you can sort of guess what's going to happen when he goes to uh, goes to the woods with these heavy metal kids with the upside down pentagram. 
trust me, as the captain, there's a lot of turbulence that's getting ready to happen at this point. Oh, dear God. God. No. (laughs) They find Terry Wallace dead. Hey, you just skipped a whole bunch of shit. And we can cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of don't want to. So, in the woods, though, you got a big old knock to the head. Knock to the noggin. After seeing a very frightened Mayor Terry Wallace, which I didn't even notice was him. I just thought it was a random guy. I did, too. Not, I mean, yeah, not until the next scene or next couple scenes. Honestly, even then, I didn't really register that until I actually thought about it a little bit more. They didn't really clarify. He didn't really look significant enough, and he wasn't in the movie enough to really establish any sort of response. Yeah. Out yeah. of, like, just hoping that they remember between the scenes. <laughs> so, yeah, got knocked out and woke up the next day. Which is probably my favorite scene. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because he... uh he woke up like it was any normal hungover sort of a day. Yeah. But quickly but, realized. Yeah, he, he got up. Willie was, was cooking eggs and put gunpowder in the No. Egg. No, you skipped a whole bunch of shit and it was Wolfsbane. <laughs> it was actually Wolfsbane. Not quite there no. yet. How am I missing that? Because he has so to close. wake up and see the... The pentagram cut in his side. Oh, All right, so back to the scene. He wakes up, yeah, like it's any other hungover day. Oh, and yeah. he starts getting a little bit of flashes, but like an, an emotionless gerbil, he's still not really phased by it. Oh, no. And and, and even more so when he realizes that, I, I don't remember if he realizes he's bleeding or if he just feels the pain, maybe, perhaps. He's still not showing any emotion about it. He lifts up his shirt, and there it is. Carved into his chest, a big ass pentagram. Oh god, yeah, no, like it's not just carved; like it is full on butcher sliced into his stomach. Like he shouldn't have even been able to walk. Yeah, like there's just no pain, and then he just oh, he's like, "This is cool. This happens every other weekend." He 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 literally has an expected response of "oh," and then he just drops his shirt and continues on. But that's when he shaves. And that leads to a pretty cool effect, possibly a quarter of their budget, of him shaving and his hair growing back. Yeah, just a big old zoom in. But still, give them credit. They did something. I am still convinced that they just got like this like sheet of wax and then pushed wires through it through a close-up. I don't think they actually used CGI or anything on that. They could have been that. I'm, I'm thinking it's either that or they played it. They, they, they pulled it in. And then just played it in reverse so it looked like it was coming out. Yeah, yeah. One of the two. Who knows? We'll talk to the director, writer, and maybe we'll know. Because he also might have done the special effects as well with that budget. (laughs) One million dollars. Again, one million dollars. So. I can't believe they got a million dollars for it. uh, I will have to concur with that statement. So at this point, we're starting to realize he has heightened senses and he's becoming what we know as Wolf Cop. And as he goes outside, there's a dog basically sort of, you know, healing, like basically, or, or, you know, that kind of a thing. Attention ease. And uh, the guy 
kicks the dog and tells him to shut up and he's spitting out chew and he's like the stereotypical hillbilly in canada i guess that's what canadian hillbillies are known for what kicking dogs i suppose so and spitting out chew all over themselves they just kick a lot soccer probably so goes into uh did he get a call at home or was he in the office when he was called out? I'm pretty sure he just he he just went into the office after after the non-emotional display of finding out there's a pentagram carved onto his body. I, I, I think I would call in. I'm pretty sure I would be in a hospital and a nurse would be making that call for me. That too. That too. I would be chugging that Jim Dandy's old number two. That too. So, with this point, that's when we see the mayor sadly did not make it. Well, mayoral candidate. Yes, uh, fair, the point, candidate. fair point. The mayoral candidate. Which is why he's only in the movie for like two minutes. So let, let's talk about the coroner and uh, Tina's complete okayness to him basically contaminating a crime scene and treating it like it's nothing big. There's almost no professionalism in this crime scene whatsoever. I mean, to be fair, I think that it was probably on purpose just for the... Uh, comedy aspect of it the badness oh absolutely. Yeah. It, it it kind of comes full swing later on we kind of figure out as to why but at the point i mean even even though it's for comedy there should be like a little bit of a a little bit of reality to it like it doesn't need to be like technical forensic jargon but a little something cleaner than slapping your half-eaten sandwich on the dead guy's leg yeah and donut and oh, coffee yes. from liquid donuts. That's just disgusting, by the way. As a matter of fact, what you guys are, I'm going. I'm going to look up right now to see if liquor donuts exist because I can't not know this right now. Like, do it. Look it up. We gotta get some. If they do. <laughs> I mean, in all fairness, it's not donuts soaked in alcohol, which might be all right. But it's just a place where you buy liquor and donuts, which. Casey's. That's just that's just the Casey's. Fair point. Fair point. No, you can't buy liquor at Casey's. You can buy beer. Oh, that's right. They never. They don't have a hard liquor license. It. I was gonna say it depends on where you get it at. All the Casey's I've been to. They have hard liquor there. Yep. Oh. Not the one where I live, but. Yeah, not the one where I live. So there was actually a really interesting scene in this part where uh, the sheriff drops a pen. And it's the exact same pen that the gang leader stabbed a knife in. Because it zooms in on it and we couldn't figure out why. And then we figured out later that pen has a stab wound in the eye from that knife. So, spoiler! The sheriff, the, the chief, is the gang leader. Oh yeah. Well, it, at that point, even if you didn't assume that they were the same, the fact is you could assume that they were working together. And that was if... You even noticed that. Because it never zoomed in on the eye like you would see a mainline Hollywood movie do to make sure people understood. It was just sort of, I'm throwing it on the ground, here's it on the ground. And this is, like, that's one of the things I really love about this movie. Is they throw out spoilers and you never realize it. That is pretty brilliant. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe that's that's how they won. They told him that we're going to tell him the entire movie and nobody's going to realize it. So uh, while you, we're paused, 
So apparently liquor donuts does exist. Yeah. It even says There is a god. <laughs> I think it even says wolf cop somewhere on the teaser. So I'm still looking it up, but I'm assuming what they they did was it was just some small town thing or probably just some place that was willing to be a uh product placement in their film because everybody else was like, nah. <laughs> nah. There <laughs> hurt- is a god. Oh yeah. So uh let's just be let's just say it, you know, liquor and donuts. What more do you want? Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's talk about the drink and shoot. That's every redneck Saturday night. <laughs> I absolutely love the idea of the drink and shoot as like the epitome of redneck celebration. But drinking and guns just don't mix. No, it's pro- possibly the worst sort of get together organization festival. Oh, man. That's like, oh, I can't even think of the state fair with real ammo. Like, what? No, that's just yeah. a terrible idea. I actually don't follow you guys. I think this is a fantastic idea. <laughs> we just weed people out that way. Like, there'd be a lot less population. And Dick I mean- Cheney. I don't even, like, I'm curious about, the, they call it drink and shoot, but they don't really talk about What specifics. actually happens. Yeah, it's just like, booze, guns. Well, whatever it is, they're in the woods. Right. But what are they shooting at? Is it the wolf? I, no. I, I literally believe it could just be drinking and shooting. Like, it's, I will not give this movie more credit than it deserves. It's probably literally just drinking and shooting things. Yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah, yeah, drink and shoot. Drink and shoot is literally drinking and shooting things. All right, we've solved the mystery. Mystery solved. So uh, he turned into a werewolf and uh, also a cop right after this about when he was drinking at the bar. Who would have thought? And he was piecing together something with the eclipse. Something <laughs> seemed shady in his head, so maybe he had at least some detective thought. I like that... Um... I like that he thinks he's going to have sex with the bartender. Oh, man. She was leaning on thick. She's like, I know this is going to happen, even though I know it's not. Tee-hee, tee-hee. So, heads up, that bartender looks shady. If you've never seen this movie, she's about the epitome of shady, dirty bartender. As a shady bartender can get. But she took the trash out so sensually. Oh, man. It was the weirdest thing. I'm like, did the director tell her to do that or? That must have been like a Matthew McConaughey trash can. <laughs> the way she was eyeballing it. It was weird. I, I don't look at my trash like that. Yeah, no. And I don't I don't bend over quite like she was trying to do like the bend and snap from uh, Legally Blonde kind of <laughs> thing. And that was just weird. It worked for me. I know it Ooh, did. I know it peels. did. Oh, my. All the while... Old Lugaroo is in the in the crapper, transforming into the wolf cop. Um, and I believe that was your first impact of that was your first visual of this film. Yeah, I, I thought it was just gonna be you know it was just starting out with a bang kind of thing because I didn't realize that uh, where you had left off on the movie was where I started. It, so it's just him it in the back. Started out with a bang. With <laughs> I literally started stopped at the best scene in the movie yeah like yeah no honestly effects wise there with the body parts coming off because we have to be all sensitive about what body parts were coming off his no-nos yes it was his no-nos <laughs> in the bathroom uh really good 
credit to the creators for actually using practical effects. Yes. Well, they probably blew all their budget on the terrible eclipse they did later. That was sad. The bathroom scene still gives me nightmares. Really? Nightmares? No, I wouldn't say nightmares, but it makes me think. Like, what if my no-nos were exploding off? All right, Reese, Reese, um, I'm serious. Oh, sorry, Captain. Captain, are you referring to your no-nos expanding, exploding? Kind of. I understand. Or was it the face coming off? Because that was pretty cool, too. Yeah, just the split. It was kind of, I mean, they didn't show the whole thing coming off, but it's very obvious that it's splitting down the middle, which is kind of cool. Continuity error, though, with that one, I believe. Because if it's splitting down the middle, Tina holds it up later intact. That's true. I do like the effect that when he changes the wolf in the bathroom and then the hairy spine and all that just comes out and... I wish I had his rage. The rage that, that guy could he could he could make a mess of a place. Well, if my skin exploded off, I'd be pretty angry too. Yeah. Admittedly, I'm not a werewolf, but I'll have to concur with the statement of skin exploding. Uh probably didn't feel very good. Also, his no-nos ripped from the inside, so I imagine that didn't feel good either. Let's let's talk about the fact that um the bartender did not hear any of his roaring, raging screams the entire time. Or if she did, it didn't affect her. Well, I mean, at that point, she was your average dirty bartender. That should have been calling 911. I would say that would be like the bare minimum at that point. But we know why she didn't. Yeah, you find out later why the acting was so horrible. Or script. Acting or script. I'm not sure which. I'm just going to say it was the script. But I think this falls back to the characterization again. Mm-hmm. I blame that on the director and the scriptwriter. So this all falls on you, director and screenwriter, whose name I forgot. <laughs> I didn't even write it down, so... I didn't either. I just have I the, the people's of... names that were actually important to the plot because yes. I knew I'd forget them. Okay, so yeah, let's talk about the guy who was shocked about his shirt coming off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or your lack of... Well, no, I guess he was shocked, but that's mostly what he was shocked about. Yeah, not the werewolf ready to rip him apart. The fact that his Abercrombie and Finch shirt, I don't know, it probably was just like a button-up plaid shirt it was nothing special his shirt gets ripped off of him and he just looks down in terror as if it was his own skin yeah he's mostly just upset that he's going to have to replace that now you know maybe that was an accident and they just kept it in yeah i mean that's true or he did that like 10 times and they're like all right it's not changing let's just go with it good enough so if you couldn't tell at this point there's other people down there with him uh, who are going in to, I guess, kill him because reasons? Yeah, well, yeah, because they're part of the gang, but I don't quite... They can't possibly be there to kill him. Yeah. The most that they're trying to do is restrain him, I guess, but you don't have really any idea why they've shown up that at this point. That could very well be it. They might have been sent to kidnap him. But the thing is... The writing there fails on itself. Like, there's just no point. Ultimately, I think their main goal was to be a go-between for a bloody first wolf cop moment. After he basically makes, you know, bad guy Tartar out of these folks, 
he wakes up again. This is a common routine with this show. He wakes up unknowing of everything that happened the night before. Wow, I just realized him being a wolf is, is kind of similar to his day-to-day life. <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's laying next to less naked women. That is true. There is many less naked women in this guy's life ever since he became a werewolf. I feel sorry for him. This poor, poor, <laughs> poor Lugaru. I'm going to get uh, edited out of this whole thing. <laughs> There'll be no captain at the end. They'll be like, who? We just heard him talk once. <laughs> this is your captain speaking. This is your captain signing and off. And he was never heard from again. The turbulence deal is good. So after he makes a complete mess of that bathroom, he wakes up at Willie's. Uh, or a bedroom, a bed. It could be the bartenders at the time. We don't know. Wearing pink handcuffs of all things. Because apparently Willie is uh, adaptive in his nature. And he works with what he's got. I do agree with that. He does work with what he has. <laughs> he don't. Your, your entire thing's going to be like, I agree with that. <laughs> but... <laughs> I find humor when Willie is making breakfast. Oh, yes. How one egg turned to 12, and uh, ironically enough, Wolfsbane, actually bad for wolves. Yes. Yeah, go figure. Willie somehow comes back in the next movie, and I don't know how, but I'm really excited to see this. But um, No, he he plays a great crazy guy. Like I think out of all the actors in this movie, he's probably the best. Oh, hands he stole hands the show. down. I, I would say he doesn't have the the maintaining quality of like Jim Carrey, but he is definitely good in his own right. And if you're curious, he also played in the second Final Destination, which he plays I think he's just a stoner in that one, but obviously he's one of the guys that's on the on death's hit list. Oh, did but, not realize uh, that. Yeah, he's uh he's the guy who how does he die? Oh yeah. So they like, think they're trying to get to, oh, crap. I don't remember if they're trying to get to the, they're trying to get to that farm where those people live, but I don't remember why now. They crash the van, the girl's still stuck in the car, and he's just like hanging out by the fence somewhere. The, uh, the gas explodes, the fence blows up, and he gets cut in half. That's kind of like oh, the podcast. Yeah, he's You're that guy. about the guy with the, uh, the barbed wire. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I remember him now. Was that out out at the funny farm? Out at the funny farm. At the, I I believe that's the wrong movie. Yeah, <laughs> I. But if it's if it's the guy that plays Willie, it's not far off. To be fair, I get what you're saying, and I do agree. So we we get the idea generally that uh, he for sure is a werewolf. Oh, definitely. If yeah, if if him actually coming apart as a human being and his skin falling off didn't give it to you, at least the wolf's bane in the eggs sealed the deal. I think the wolf bane in the eggs should have showed up a little earlier because at that point it's just kind of redundant. Well, I don't, I don't think Willie. Well, yeah, no, you're right. No, he knew. Yeah, yeah. They all knew. Yeah. Anyway, more on that. But we later. couldn't give it away to the audience. That's they're kind of thinking. I think so. Well, no, Willie shot a werewolf and it turned to Lou, Lou Guru. So even in the story, I think they just wanted to make a Wolfbane joke. That's true because they didn't, uh, well, he knew him when he shot him because he said he smelled like alcohol and that's how he knew it was him. <laughs> but he didn't know originally that it was going to be him. Yes. Yeah. So after we were definitively, undoubtedly 
unexcusably and unarguably sure that Lugaru was a werewolf, we ended up in the library for one of the most boring training learning montages I have ever seen. Uh, yeah, just uh, I think there's a switch between him in literally the same spot and maybe two different angles. Oh, yeah. And some books. I, I feel like they were just trying to show off that they had more than one camera. Right. Somebody figured out that they could do this. They're like, we're going to montage the crap out of this movie. We just sorted through the the transition effects yeah. in Adobe Premiere. Yeah. Cause, or whatever. Because well, technically Adobe this is like is. the second montage they did. They did another one earlier. And I, I now I don't remember the scene, but it was in the gun shop. Because I have notes that say stuffed animals everywhere. <laughs> Willie's gun shop. I love that place. Good old Willie. We love Willie. Oh, that's right. Yes, it was his gun shop. Yep. So he learns... And then at that point, that's when they try to take it to the next level and control it. So he goes back to the police station because, you know, when you're a werewolf, you're definitely not going to get caught in a police station that has a chief and other employee that might show up. And a camera. And a camera that nobody knew about, including the chief, apparently. Maybe it just wasn't used enough and he forgot about it. I just don't understand how there could be a security camera in a building that has a full-time chief and they could be so bad at their job they don't even know there's a camera in their own building. Well, the chief was in on it. He wasn't part of the good guys, remember? See, that is But surely he would have known that there was a camera in his police department. Well, he probably didn't know that they were going to, like, do that there. Like, maybe he didn't know... Yeah, that I, they were going to be there and watch him change. I feel like we're trying to polish the script for him, and <laughs> I think this is actually just poor writing. So they end up, after all of this research, in a library, most boring montage, going to the police station so Willie can record his transformation. And, you know, Tina shows up to try and crash the party. Effectively, nothing happens, so her use there is nil at best. And he transforms, but Willie has the best lines, including one where he he says that it was just a, the most beautiful thing that he's ever seen. And all Luke could say is, huh, give me the liquor. Oh, yeah. He pointed out, and instead of, you know, eating a cow or a pig or anything human, he eats liquor and donuts, of all things. So for a werewolf, he has pretty good restraint. Oh, yeah. When he just wants a donut and some whiskey. Some old Kentucky or Jim Dandy. Sorry. <laughs> old Kentucky yeah. whiskey. Nothing, nothing. Uh, oh, what's the word? Traditional? Living? Organic? No, I was going to say nothing uh, commercial. Ah, uh, yes. For the alcohol. Yeah, no. Uh, they probably to be couldn't fair, pay for it. <laughs> well, if Jack Daniels isn't paying them, I wouldn't throw it in either. <laughs> If Jack Daniels decides to sponsor us, I will gladly say that I'm enjoying their product every night. Jack Daniels, if you're listening. Same for Budweiser. And Oreo cookies. Just anyone, really. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He transforms and decides, you know what, I'm going to take this call to the police station as a wolf cop because, you know, cop first, wolf second. Uh, And then he go to a robbery in progress. And as the wolf cop, he uh, he blows down the three little piggies that were robbering was robbering the store. 
Robbering? Yeah, robbering. They were robbering it. You mean just robbing? And carelessly. Like, nor- like normal robbing. Yeah, well, you know, robbering. I like it. <laughs> we're going to add that to the dictionary. Urban dictionary. He was a huge f***ing wolf cop. Yes. Is that, what the, that is that, that is the, the exact words from the clerk of the gas station. Huge wolf cop. Oh boy, here comes the fuzz. Who says that? Who says here comes the fuzz? That's what I want to know. Well, I don't think anybody actually says that line. They just uh, oh, the fuzz. He's like, "Who are you?" The fuzz. The fuzz. Who says the fuzz? Wolf cop does. I guess so. To his credit, he does. Yes, yeah, he he does all of the wolf jokes possible in the span of five minutes. There's a lot of quick cuts and all of these action scenes. Let's keep that real. So if you have a history of seizures, just don't. Just skip this movie. Yeah, I would have given anything for a fade out, to just be honest. One. Just a simple, smooth fade out. Just one. And speaking of, when they were adjusting the car, I had to actually look away the first time I watched it because it's there's so many flashing lights and sparks and noises that I couldn't even really tell what was going on to begin with. Because the lighting was so bad where they were. The lighting was awful. It was horrible. After that, they uh, ripped someone's face off and blew up a meth lab because that's normal. Uh, I can't imagine how that would work with the papers because everything they did as the wolf cop would just make headline news nationally. Yeah, I mean, unless they were really secluded as a place. To be fair, population, what, 200 or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. It's, that I is mean, possible. Yeah, entirely possible. So, I mean, they could have kept it under wraps considering, uh, you know, the whole changelings and the werewolves. They would probably pick a place that's not well known. You would probably be able to get away with something like this. If there was a wide enough ring, you know, and you had a bunch of people involved in it like there is, I would see it being possible. Or it could even be like Stephen King's It, where it's brought up on the news lightly and moved on from. Don't even get me talking about clowns. I don't I don't even think that they thought that far through. Like, you know, you don't want to polish the script. I don't even think that's all that. that Are we giving him too much credit? Yeah, again? I don't think that's where they were going to go with that, to be honest. <laughs> I apologize, director writer. I will not do that again. You should probably <laughs> apologize to Stephen King, too, for comparing know, his works, comparing his works with this montage. Well, it, it is to raise it up further than what it is. So I think he'll be OK with it. So he blows up a meth lab because reasons and goes back to the police station. And what does he see but the bartender in a freaking little red riding hood outfit? Because, of course. Admittedly, I, I got to give the writer credit because what else could she wear at this point? Anything. Or nothing. Anything else. Anything else could work. Yeah. I think they just really wanted to drive the point home, which is kind of the point of this movie. Oh, yeah, it's horrible. It's, it's purposeful, guys. I meant for it to be bad, except the points that are actually bad. That was an accident. I don't even know where to begin with this next scene that we're going to try yeah, to does. guide ourselves through. He knows where to begin with it, but he would just have one word to say. I'm trying to uh, censor myself. Are you, are you trying to refer to her hoo-hoos? Yes. They're yes. very nice. Well, her body doubles hoo-hoos. If you have children... Cover their eyes through 90% of this movie. <laughs> They're good. If you have children, don't watch this movie. Yeah, children should not be watching this movie ever. This is not a movie designed for the family. We should have probably said that in the beginning of the podcast. 
I feel like they should understand it by now. It is rated R. So, uh, there was that amazing 80s serenade as the as they were doing the no-no. It literally is a 1980s song from probably no one. I, I don't know if anyone's ever heard of this person or band, and I don't even remember the name of the band. I have to look that it up. Was, it was probably one of those one-hit wonder bands. Oh, I'm sure. Or it could have been something weird that Madonna got high and her no. band played. Her band? Who Who do you think Madonna is, sir? She's a singer. Yes, but she doesn't have a band. I mean, she's but not- But I'm saying she's got a band that travels with her to shows that plays the music. I'm so sorry, Madonna. If you're listening to this right now, this travesty. Madonna, if you're listening to this right now, if you want to publish our page a little bit, give us a little bit more visual, go for <laughs> I it. I actually love you, Madonna. Thank you. I, I can tell you with all the faith in the world that is not, it is not Madonna, for sure. I, I know it's not Madonna, but I'm, what I was trying to say is it's somebody that's maybe somebody like that that would take an adventure like that to, you know. I believe that was the Tina Turner band. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, Tina Turner, she might have done that. So, weird serenade, 80s music serenade, way too long. Probably on purpose, or maybe that was how they got their budget, is they said there was going to be a long no-no scene. Yeah, all, all their budget went to the uh, body double, by the way. It was not actually the bartender actress's no-nos on display. And the other 500k probably went to the the lady sleeping in the bed way back in the beginning of the movie. Probably well, did not go to, to Lou Guru as an actor. I was going to say, they would have had to done this with stick figures if that's the case. Bunch of stick figures. That would be even more entertaining. Lou Guru probably just seen the script and said I would do it for free just for the, I mean, just for the reputation. I would have. <laughs> <laughs> so, strange plot twist that no one expected to happen. He gets screwed over and kidnapped and, uh, it turns out that uh, the bartender is not who she said she was. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, turns into a, a, a rather attractive old woman. Oh, Bordering oh in the hundreds. My goodness. She is the 200-year-old Mayor Bradley. Transforms right before Lugaru gets drugged and taken out. And then it, it finally works to the climax of the movie. You know what's really messed up is that I just realized it was Mayor Bradley. Oh, you just thought it was an old lady? Yeah, I totally just thought it was an old lady because she's only in like one scene actually with words and then she's on a poster or two. This movie is god awful with establishing characters. So he's drugged, kidnapped, and in the middle of the, the wood line, I guess? It doesn't really seem like they're in the deep woods. Yeah, it's just like a tree line or a field. With like a with small some, opening somewhere. Yeah, just some trees hanging out in the middle of nowhere, really. Yeah, like, I mean, give, give movies like Twilight credit. When they were in the woods, they actually seemed like they were in the woods. Not behind a Target store in a hedgerow. This is where we realize, lo and behold, my God, at which... Give it credit. That was kind of a twist that I didn't see coming because I wasn't paying as much attention to it as other people might have. They're shapeshifters. The mayor's a shapeshifter as the bartender. Willie's a shapeshifter as someone. If the character who he, he switches in between while he's showing who he really is is someone else in the movie, they don't establish that at all. It's just a face. Yeah, at they, best. 
more than likely someone in the bar. It could be that old guy who was just complaining that they were closing the bar early. I don't know. I didn't pay as much attention to that. And, of course, the sheriff was the gang leader. Literally, the gang leader. That was his name. Zero titles. Zero yes. title. There's no name for him. Poor Jesse Moss. And, uh... Well, and the chief is only chief. He literally has no name either. Oh, Fair point. Poor that chief. whole guy got screwed. Chief and the gang leader got screwed. So, uh, that is where Mayor Bradley decides to, uh, you know, say that she's 200 years old. Lou then says, I can't believe I slept with a 200-year-old woman. And she says, who says I'm a woman? <laughs> Best line in the movie. I love that Hands line. Hands down. <laughs> I don't know. She she kind of took the cake with that one. Yes. I have three quotes down in my notes, and that's like number three, just because it's like the last best quote that they had in this movie. Oh, yeah. It, it's really hard to quote this movie. The The script is uh, uh, forgettable at best. Yeah. I mean. Some, some of it is. I mean, for the rest of Forgettable is the norm, and then there's good quotes. Right. I mean, for what the movie was, the script kind of matched up. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, basically, from there, everything goes south. The eclipse hits. Lugaru is a werewolf when he gets stabbed? I don't know. Point is, he transforms. And uh, you have your amazing wolf cop action scene, which was my least favorite action scene in the movie. I imagine it went like this. We don't have the space for a shootout. We don't have the acting and the special effects for a full shootout. Or half the actors in the shootout aren't here. Right. So I'm assuming with all these close-ups was just scheduling conflicts and finance conflicts. Yeah, it was just like they filmed each person shooting several times. And then just back to back to back to back to show that they're shooting at someone. Yeah. It's basically what you would do in high school to get away with using a small area. It kind of made me cry because this is the climax. And I think they put more money in the bathroom scene. Right. I, like, I'm, I'm telling you that after the 80s song and the jail cell scene with Little Red Riding Hood, the that they had spent. Yes, but they had spent all of their money. So they just, for the eclipse, they held up a cracker, a really close to a light bulb probably and we're like we have a backyard but it's a small backyard i think this movie would have done a lot better if it released on youtube i think it's still got a pretty good following which is crazy i mean it is a an, an award-winning movie i mean what is, that, but, but what was the award i, I forgot i it's, don't know here's they the got thing. a million dollars somehow no well, no, no but they, they, they they, they actually did win an award. Yeah, for after the movie was made. It was a. Um, is it like it was our... like one of those small film festivals though? Really? Yeah. I just figured it was like our equivalent of the Razzies. No, <laughs> no, it was a full blown thing. Like I, I was astonished, actually. I I love how in the shootout he gets shot multiple times as he's a wolf, and it just like it doesn't affect him at all. Yeah. And... Yeah, it's weird because he was getting shot by, you know, shotguns, modern weapons, but the chief shoots him with a blunderbuss. Oh, right. The repeatable blunderbuss. That we never see reloaded. Yeah. He just and... had a magazine of blunderbussy <laughs> stuff in there. 
He yes. just had to cut all that out. <laughs> they realized that was the bad part, him reloading a blunderbuss. Well, <laughs> and you got to remember, too, that the alcohol made him stronger. Yes. Oh, he was a lot stronger than that they That actually turned the him. tides. He uh, chugged some, some possibly Kentucky whiskey, and it healed all of his wounds that were crippling him a second earlier. And the bullets were out of him, it seemed like, because he was not in any kind of pain, just like the rest of the movie, because he was a gerbil. <laughs> An emotionless gerbil. So uh, he wins at the end, and uh, that's it. That's Wolf Cop. It, it was a piece of crap. It is what it is. But I mean, I loved it. Yeah. I like, like I said earlier, for what it is, it actually is not bad. There were definitely bad parts. Yeah. Script wise and emotion wise from the actor, but it was sort of meant to be that way. Yes. It was very much meant to be that way. I think, I think from day one when they started writing the script, that that was like the first thing that they decided. Yeah, I think there was no intention to make this serious. <laughs> I think as far as the, the spectrums of bad movies go, that that's what we should aim for, for as far as a bad movie goes. Like, they intended for it to be bad, and there was some things in there that they accidentally batted at. But for the majority, it was well done, bad movie. Okay, so... Wraps up? Yeah, wraps up. Uh, so that was that. 2014 yeah. Wolf Cop. If you yeah. want to go watch it, uh, it's on uh, Hulu for sure. Yeah, or and you could just buy that somewhere too. Probably support support the effort more or less of what they put into that. You know, Amazon. If you know where you can get bin. the liquor donuts, please send us an email. <laughs> send us several boxes of liquor and donuts. Yeah. We would appreciate it. Absolutely, yeah. or just a mixture liquor donuts that works too. Next up, we're going to be watching the classic, the unforgettable, the horrible, the undeniable Dementia 13. And the plot is so dense <laughs> that I can't even explain it. It's amazing. We're going to watch it all together and we're going to talk about it for the next episode of Dragon Ball Z. Sorry, <laughs> crapperoni and cheese. Thanks for tuning in and uh, remember to stay tuned for future episodes uh, and make good choices.